Welcome to another episode of No Plans to Merge, the podcast where I, Caleb Porzio, talk to you, Daniel Colburn, about development and web developer stuff. Yep. And other stuff sometimes. Um, how are you this very fine evening, Caleb Porzio? You know what, Decal? I'm a little spent. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, this is a, this is a No Plans to Merge After Dark episode. Uh, it is. Well, it's more like a dusk episode. That's true, right? It's it's dusk here as well. You and I, we are in the same time zone. Same we time get zone, each same other's cycle of sun yeah. sun cycle. Same same sun cycles. Um, S- yes, you sound like you have a thing to say. I did two Laravel meetups today. I saw you. You talked to the Swedes. I talked to the Swedes. How are the Swedes? Early on, because the time difference, right? And then I talked to Columbus, Ohio. Just nice. uh, I just got off the thing like uh, twenty minutes ago. Nice. Yeah. So busy day. Lair- yeah. The Swedes are great. Um, I don't know anything about Sweden. I didn't know if they spoke English or not. Oh no, they're very they do very cultured over there. They do. They speak yeah. perfect English, and you, yeah, yep. That was a great cool. time. That was a really was it good the time. Swedes. Yeah, it was awesome. Did they have good questions? They did. Everyone had good questions. Um. And I know What's, what was your favorite favorite question. Oh man, come on, D. Cole. Um, All right, what, what was your favorite Swede? <laughs> Miko, no doubt. Miko, favorite Swede. Yep. Um, well, that's cool. Miko How- listens too, and people talked about the podcast in both in all of the meetups. <sighs> our our reach is broad, Caleb. So broad. Yeah. Mm. Someone should take advantage of this channel to communicate the values of their business if you run a successful company and you want to uh advertise with us um we'll give you half an episode we'll talk about your product for half an episode for ten dollars an episode ten dollars us minus value added tax in the eu um you know what we'll give you an entire episode yeah your episode brought to you by you um and we'll do an advertisement for no plans to merge on it. Yeah, and then dopamine. And then dopamine. <laughs> um stickers, man. Stickers, stickers, stickers. Um stickers. What so how are you finding the the meetup uh track that you're on? The the meeting roundabout. Oh, good. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm on tour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I'm doing them like I've only done I don't know, four, and then I have one tomorrow. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it's a, it's exhausting. It's fun. It's I, here's the key to to curing public speaking fear. If anyone listening, you know, there's a chance that someone listening has a fear of public speaking. Yeah, it doesn't seem likely. Not likely, but there's a chance. Yeah, it's a rare fear. Right. Um, <laughs> let's just say you hypothetically have this fear. The I too share this fear because mm. I am also. A homo sapien mm-hmm. and the cure the, few and the proud the few and the proud <laughs> Semper Fi. Uh, the cure for uh this illness is there's only one cure unfortunately that i have found in my lifetime of searching yeah it's counterintuitive too i bet it is you have to speak publicly that's <laughs> oh, the worst it is but that's for Laracon when I, I, I decided my plan was like, I'm going to speak at a, I'm going to speak at a meetup. Then I'll speak at a small conference. Then I'll speak at Laracon. 
And I had this mm-hmm. all planned out over like multiple years and mm-hmm. it all just got like cut short because yeah because someone like reached out machuga was like yo i need a speaker in a week or two weeks mm-hmm. and i was like okay let's do it it's the kind of thing where like if you're dreading something you'd rather just like be told about it the day before than dread it for like six months right. so it was great and then i felt like i was kind of primed for Laracon. anyway yep then given all this time between that the last year's Laracon and this year's Laracon, you're back to fear i'm back to like Oh my gosh, I'm gonna be making in front of the people oh, yeah. in it. Fear is a subtle foe. It is, and the, the it recuperates quickly. It's very uh, elastic. There's this this interesting I, there's an interesting thing that happens with public speaking. Like a certain amount of it is like I you can't rationalize me out of this fear because sure. I need to actually know with evidence that it'll be okay. You know, mm-hmm. like I have to know that it'll be okay by experiencing it being okay. And then there's the whole other portion of fear that's just like the irrational part that just tells you it's going to fail, even though history has told you it won't. Um, You know what's interesting? So I feel like with most like new experiences, if it's something that I care about, right? Like if it's something that means something to me, because, you know, like there's like new experiences like, you know, like having a layover in Detroit. You know, like maybe I've never had a layover in Detroit before, you know, but having a layover in Detroit isn't the type of experience that gives me fear. Um, Having a child. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. I feel like with me, and maybe this is true with everyone, there's like a window where I'm afraid of it. Then eventually I get over the like terror and then there's a window where I'm excited about it. Mm. And then after that, I'm bored of it. Um, And so... My, I would love it if I spent more time in the excitement window and less time in the bored and scared windows. Um, and I feel like I'm pretty good at getting to the excitement window earlier. Um, what I'm not great at is staying in the excitement window longer before graduating to the bored window. <laughs> so you're telling me, so that, so new, like, like let's say you're speaking at Laracon or let's say you're you're playing in front of uh I don't know you're playing in a stadium in front of 8000 people right. you're telling me that you would start out fearful that's the terror phase and then there would be a period of excitement no 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 i'm not saying during one performance i'm saying during a career of performances Maybe for the first oh, hundred, I'm terrified. For the next hundred, I'm excited, and then for the yeah. last three thousand, I'm just bored out of my mind. Yeah, yeah. That's so. It's that's like doing the same experience over and over again. You can either be in anticipation of it. You can either be like, "I'm terrified," "I'm excited," or like, "Yeah, another one." That's super you know? funny. So I did. Uh, I did one yesterday or the day before. I think I did it the day before. Um, I spoke at Laravel Austin and Lawston. And that was the first one. I don't know. I was, I was nervous. I was surprised at how nervous I was. I didn't, I wasn't nervous before the day at all. Mm-hmm. And I loose, I did prepare, but you know, I didn't kill myself like I, like I normally do for conferences. Sure. Um, and then, and then as it got closer, I got nervous and I noticed myself doing all the things you do when you get nervous, you feel a little sick, you have to pee, you want to yawn, like all that stuff that was happening and wait like, that's not just like every moment of every day <laughs> i feel sick and have to pee and i'm yawning and literally. then i have to sleep yeah 
Yeah. Um, just a higher frequency. Mm-hmm. And so that, that was happening and I was surprised. And then even leading up to it, you know, and then there's the moment there, there's the, those periods of just uncomfortability where you kind of just want to just not be in your, in your own skin. And then, and then there's the moment where it's happening where like, you're like waiting for the audio to get hooked up and everything. And it's like right, that right. go time tunnel. Uh-huh. And it's this moment of like eye of the storm silence where, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, it's like when you step on stage and you're like, it's here, you know, but it hasn't started yet. And it's just kind of this like pure, it's a really interesting phenomenon. And then there's, there's the actual, like, let's do it. Um, and then you get into it. So I say this to say that that one was, uh, on the scale of, th- I wasn't actually terrified, but on the scale of things, that would be the terror part. And then the one I did earlier today was the excited, like I'm into it with the Swedes. I'm like, I'm into it. Like, let's do this thing. You know, I just demoed it a couple days ago. This is good. Did it. And it was good and it was exciting and everything. And then there was this one that I just came off of that one and was tired and was like, like, all right, here we, you know, I, I didn't prepare mm-hmm. at all before this. I was watching so you YouTube. Ran, you ran the gamut of a whole career in one day. <laughs> exactly. Yep. And then, so if Vince is, he runs the Laravel uh, Columbia and he listens to this podcast. So thank you for having me, Vince. And you didn't get uh, second, um, sloppy seconds, but, uh, but yeah. So by, by that one, I was definitely like, like, yeah the nerves were beyond calm on onto your yeah so yeah so i did experience that so i agree interesting interesting um awesome that's cool i uh explained some stuff about livewire today uh, oh in titan because uh just on a one-on-one with matt because he has been super busy trying to like move and all kinds of other stuff and so he has been he hasn't been caught up and he was like Wait, I thought this was a web this was a WebSockets project. And I was like, oh sir, you've been you've been out of the loop. So I basically told Matt what Livewire <laughs> was, like in an updated fashion. Yeah. Cause you responded to someone and you're like, oh no, it uses Ajax, not WebSockets. Yeah. Oh, they were like, is this Phoenix Live View? Yeah. And you're like, kind of, except it uses Ajax instead of WebSockets. Right. Um, but yeah, it was it was cool. Uh I think I fielded all the questions correctly. Like, I think I have a deep enough understanding of how Livewire works now that I answered all of his questions right. What were his questions? Uh, like, is it, like, he he still, um, he thought that uh, there was more polling going on because oh. uh, he didn't, like, see that it was, like, mostly reactive to front-end triggers. Gotcha, yeah. Um, which I think makes sense if you, like thought of it as a websockets project first and then like right yeah lost track of it for a little bit and then came back um i was like oh no like most of, i mean there is like a wire poll thing that you can right. you can poll um but mostly like it's like yeah just replaces ajax calls yeah um and uh yeah it, it was cool uh his he was more interested when he found out it wasn't a websockets thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah, it's definitely better as not a websockets yeah. thing. It's more fascinating as a websockets thing. It's more like, ooh, a cool websockets thing. That's mm-hmm. cool. But it's it's much more like, oh, this is actually gonna be something every project can use if they want. You know? Yeah, it it's like it's one of those like technically interesting things as a websockets thing, where right? Like, Whoa, crazy. Yeah. But as an Ajax thing, it's like, oh like, yeah, this is this could like join my everyday 
cadre of tools. Right. Yeah, that is actually an important distinction that the general populace probably is not aware of, that it is completely Ajax. (laughs) Yeah. It's so interesting. If I could just erase everybody's memories, like people are messaging me like, that are like somebody put somebody you in the, muddied the water sir i know so many people think it does so many different things and does they're like so where's the somebody's like so i just used this and, and i'm like where did you get that he's like oh i'm going through the old videos and i'm like oh dude Ooh, don't go don't, through the old videos yeah. those are you should put like a big warning on that blog post i should or on those old blog posts that's like shit done changed <laughs> <laughs> Yes, um, and it I is. have a question for you, Caleb Porzio. Shoot I have like me. a topic that is burning a hole in my head. Ooh. And it is a perfect topic to talk about with one Caleb Porzio. Give so let me. me tell you about the activity of my past two weeks. Okay. The activity of my past two weeks has been as such. There is an app. Uh, so there's a website. Uh, for a company that provides a service uh, in many different locations. Um, And there is a booking, scheduling, and payment processing app for that company. Okay. Right? So let's say it was dog grooming, right? There's like a dog grooming company that has different like dog grooming stores in different cities. Um, and each store has like a set number of groomers. And so you need to like schedule ahead of time your dog grooming sessions. Yep. Uh, and pay for them with Stripe and all this other stuff. Um, this used to live on a subdomain. of So the website was like a WordPress website that was on the main domain. And the checkout app lived on a subdomain. Okay. Uh, it was a React Redux React Router SPA. Okay. Um, backed by an ExpressJS server with an API. Okay. Um, what I've been doing is ripping React Router out of this thing and integrating it into a Laravel app. Oh. Um, it has been enlightening, super enlightening. Uh, first of all, React Router is like I'm. You know, I'm glad we all had that moment, but. It's dead and it's gone and server-side routing is king. And that's, that is just, it's so bad. Why? I just can't with it, you know? Like, imagine, imagine for, if you will, right? Having any level, so this was, uh, okay, so say it was like uh, doggroomingcompany.com slash Asheville slash bookings slash a specific location in Asheville. Yeah. Right? So Asheville slash bookings slash North Asheville. And then that's the page. And then you're going to load a React app on that page. Yep. Okay. And that React app is going to do all sorts of things to the URL. Yeah. Right? Now imagine for, if you will, that there was an optional... Uh, optional parameter in that URL somewhere. Mm-hmm. So like one of those URL segments might or might not exist. Yep. And be... you need to communicate with... Re- like just fighting with React Router and Laravel Router at the same time is yeah. a complete nightmare. Yeah, yeah. And I think I talked to you about this on Telegram at one point. Yep. So we just decided rip, rip React Router out. It's over. Um, 
And that was the advice I got from a lot of people who I like queried about this. And everyone was just like, eh, just kill React Router. There's no reason for it. Um, so I've been killing React Router. Um, so I'm confronted as I'm killing React Router in this Reduxified app with lots of places where a Redux action uh, triggers an API call, mm -hmm. then gets some data, saves it to the global state, and then navigates to a new page. Mm -hmm. Right? So I'm having to basically... Oh, and the data gets killed when it navigates yeah. to the new page now? <laughs> <laughs> right. So I'm basically putting all of that data handling on the Laravel endpoints that I'm hitting. Yeah. So when I need to navigate from booking page to checkout page, I am passing the data I need up to Laravel, hit, making any, any API calls I need to make from Laravel, and then passing the response back down to the new page. Okay. Um, anyway... Here is the very specific question I have for you. Okay. Say I am in React, but, you know, Vue as well. Um, I'm in JavaScript, and I've got a place where I want to uh, do something like submitting a form, right? Like, I want to make a post request, like a real post request. Yeah. Like, I want to submit what is essentially an HTML form with method post. Yeah. Right? I want the browser to go to right. the place and do the thing. The way the pioneers did. The way the They original... used to ride those babies for miles. Yeah. So, that's, that's what I want. That's a SpongeBob reference. I didn't know that. Um, that's what I want, right? I want... To just make browser do post request, <laughs> right? Yeah, which is something browser can do, something browser <laughs> can has could do always that? do. Browser has can done this for years. Browser has a built-in form API. Browser have many <laughs> API. Um. So here's the thing. Here's what I can do in the world. I can take a form that has a bunch of inputs in it, and I can call the submit function on it yeah and submit it right in a browser they have a form object that you can run submit yeah, you, on? Could, you could just grab a form element and just do dot submit the browser man I, i'm sorry i'm i should clarify that i'm being facetious and um okay sorry i'm being a goofball I don't know. I don't know when you're real and when you're not. I'm so sorry. This is so this is so serious to me, Caleb, that I can't even have. <laughs> no, I your love jokes. it, but I I, I I'm cannot not even have of you. I'm just. I feel attacked. <laughs> I feel mocked. And I feel belittled, Caleb Porzio. <laughs> um, no. Tell me. But so anyway. So anyway, is there is there any way in the world? This is part A of the question because yeah. it's partly rhetorical, right? Is there any way in the world? To make browser do post request real good <laughs> without having a form be in my DOM. Oh, that's uh, it's harder than you want it to be. Um, like you want to just be able to new form class pass in data and then dot submit, right? That's kind of what you want. Well, no, 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 but but first of all, right? Like, when a form is submitted, yeah, 
it's redirecting the browser somewhere. Yeah, yeah. With a method and making mm-hmm. a certain HTTP call. Yeah. There must be an underlying API for that. There is. That that the form is overlaying. Yeah. What is that API? Is it form data? I think it's, there's like form data objects. Uh-huh. The only time I've ever had to deal with that metal is trying to submit um, images with, yeah, right? Like getting an image out of JavaScript maybe and putting it into a form data object and then making a submission that way. There is an underlying API, I can tell you that. In apps, so you don't actually have to have a real form element to right, do it? To my knowledge, right. Okay. It's it's annoying I though and it's gross. I figure it out. I can't figure you it out. You know what? Maybe I mean I I could be completely wrong. But it's also like impossible to Google. Like, how would you Google this? I would say submit. Yeah, right. If you do submit form with JavaScript, you get the you opposite. Get you get the opposite. Right. You get like <laughs> how do I pretend to submit a form without actually doing sure, it? Sure, right. I could see how you, it's a weird thing to Google. So what I've done, I basically totally converted to straight native form submissions in Mm -hmm. one of the recent apps i worked on Mm -hmm. and i made them i made hidden forms like form Mm -hmm. tags on the page that were hidden okay so now this is part b this is part b of my question yeah right this is what i've now done i made a higher order component yeah you did (laughs) um i made a higher order component called uh confirm payment button dot js um, which is eventually going to get abstracted to just, uh, just, a like take this data and create a post request component right now. It's yeah. too, it's too concrete. It needs to be more abstract eventually so I can open source it and stuff. But right now what it does is you pass it a set of params, um, and a, uh, and a button right and when they press the button uh so it it creates a form oh and you pass it a method and an action as well and so what it does is it creates a form with the method and action you specify yep and then it loops through your params and it creates hidden inputs for each of them yeah and then it intercepts your on some or yeah oh and then you can also pass it like a before submit okay function yep so it intercepts your thing it calls your before submit function in a promise and then it then submits your form um do you like that that's dude this is so i'm surprised i'm i mean i'm i'm overjoyed that you're doing this well i, I don't want to be doing it but this is what i'm doing <laughs> yeah i guess right so well well first I, what I want to be doing is browser dot post, yeah, and then just doing that. But I can't do that. <laughs> Window yeah. dot post. That's what I want. I mean, you could create, you could create a global JavaScript object that does this. Yeah, I mean, but do it's that. just amazing to me that the browser just doesn't have like an easy like speaking of, like we were talking about DOM and the DOM API. Yeah, being all weird. right. And like, I was this is just one of these things. Where it's like browsers, your... browsers should be good. Why browser no good? <laughs> Um, yeah, you're totally right. Uh, so form data. So I'm Google. I just Google JavaScript form data. The form data interface provides a way to easily construct a set of key value pairs representing form fields and their values, which can then be easily sent using the, uh, XML HTTP request send method. It uses the same format a form would use 
um, if the encoding were set to form multi-part form data. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. So I guess that's basically... Does it redirect the browser, though? Right. Probably not. So that's probably why... That's the thing. ...why I was using it, right, because it's for form multi-part, like, image stuff. Um, Yeah, right. So, huh. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's just, maybe what you're doing is what to do. Um, that's maybe interesting. Maybe it's no good. Maybe it's no good. <laughs> what, what did you say? Java's browser no good? Why browser no good? Why browser no good? <laughs> browser, browser bad. So I too browser. have a higher order component. You do? I do. It's called... Tell v- me about yours. Because it sounds probably... View. I've only been writing my higher order component for the last hour. Oh, really? I'm fresh. Let me catch you I'm up to speed on here this. on how to write a higher order form component. Please, God, Caleb, <laughs> tell me how to do this. All right. So the first step is you set the default to, oh, what is the first step? An empty object. Right. Hold on. Right. So it uh, the parameter, the method parameter trying to think mm-hmm. if uh well whatever anyway yes you have the method and the action parameter and that just kind of stays on the form tag um uh-huh. you got your csrf token hidden input element in there right yep because you got need it. it right all about it okay and then <laughs> here yeah. is uh oh so here's one that you you should have um you have a input type submit that's invisible and absolutely positioned and Z index zero. Because if you ever don't add a submit button or if you're using JavaScript form submissions uh, or something located outside the form with view portal, um, Mm -hmm. you need a hidden input element because it allows the user to hit enter when they're on an input field, of course, first one. And users on mobile, um, the go button won't show up. Uh, if if this hidden input element isn't there, so you need the imp- the hidden input type submit as the fallback. See, I needed. I thank you for having already been in the trenches and found all <laughs> of these. I'm going things. back into the trenches and finding the things. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, so you've got that right. So then you got to have the uh, the ability for it to accept um, put and patch. So you got to have that um, underscore method thing that Blade does. You know, the method spoofing, blade method spoofing. Because it's a native form submission, mm-hmm. you know blade method spoofing for put and patch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Put and patch. Yeah, yeah. So you got to fake Sorry, that. All, all mine have only been posts so far, so I haven't really been thinking about that. All right. So but you got to yes. have one of those that basically says V if, or in your case, if, or whatever, or yeah, ternary. Because it's just JavaScript. Yeah. If it's not get or post, then you uh-huh. have to add this thing, this underscore fakey, method fakey. named yep. hidden input element. Okay. Yep. Then you got your data and mm-hmm. you loop through your data with, mm-hmm. uh, so you have, you have to have another component now, um, mm-hmm. your input hidden component that mm-hmm. creates, that converts your JSON data into input elements on the page. Why do you need a component for that? Why don't you just do that? Right. Okay. So you do that, right? Uh-huh. It's easy, right? It's no problem. It's very easy. So what if the payload I pass into it, so the payload I pass into it is Name is Caleb. What does your uh-huh. code look like for that? Uh, input key name, or sorry, key. Yeah, key is irrelevant. Input key name, name name, uh, type hidden value Caleb. Read only. Cool. Nice. All right. So, what if I pass to you names, array Caleb Daniel, 
friends. What do you do? Oh, does it get escaped? No, what do you do? Well, by default, that array would just get passed into name. Is that... Or get passed into value. So what would happen? Do you call? <laughs> if you submit it, it'll come back as a string. A string of... of If it's JSON encoded, maybe. I think that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. That's true. So you have to create a component... That will so you have to oh you have to like recursively recursively walk through and build up multiple input components for each key in an array and handle mm-hmm. infinite nesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did this. We should make a higher order <laughs> component for making this higher order component. I have the code actually. the The component itself is um, there's no template method at all. Yeah, it's just like uses the h you know like. Um, raw like create element inside a render function in view it's a functional component um but yeah it handles it handles deep objects and arrays and it creates multiple input elements for each yeah it's a crazy thing and i don't wish it on anybody to have to write their own form thing and their own input thing so i'll send you over the code can i uh can i make myself a fool yeah in front of our listeners for a second so I've always been under the impression that underlying all of this uh, HTML fanciness, right? Like anytime HTML has an ability, right? Underlying that, there is some ECMAScript, right? I don't know. Like the DOM itself is JavaScript. Yeah, I mean each it, each one is an object, yeah, in JavaScript. Right? Okay. So a form is just a JavaScript object, right? I and guess in that the sense. The browser yeah. the browser and the window and history and all the things, all the components that make up a page navigating to a thing. Yeah. From the form to the submit button to the URL bar to all of that yeah. are just parts of a big JavaScript object called a browser, right? So what I'm saying is that when I press form submit, that is an abstraction of some lower level API. And someone out there, I'm not asking you to do this, Caleb. I'm asking that one super nerd who is listening to this right now and knows the answer to this to get on Twitter and tell me what this lower level API that form submit hits that allows the browser to navigate to a post endpoint is. Because I can history push, you know, or I can window location right. href. But that is new. No, but window location href isn't new. Right, yeah. I can set window location href to a URL and the browser will just go make a get request. Right. Yep. Like, I can just force the browser to make a GET request. Yep. Um, how do I force the browser to make a post You request? know, you could document.create element form and right. then append things to the form. It could not be attached to the actual DOM of the page at all. And, and then could you just submit it in memory? And you could just dot submit it. I wonder if it would actually 
redirect. We're going to try right now. Ooh. <laughs> and I'll only give it two seconds. Caleb, this needs to be a web component. So, this is a web component. <laughs> if I ever heard of one. Okay, so form equals document dot create element form. Okay, so there's form. And then uh, form... I don't know, dot set attribute action is HTTP colon slash slash google.com. I guess we'll just try to mm-hmm. post to Google. All right. Uh, oh, it's giving me a mixed content. Um, I think we're okay, though. So form dot outer HTML, just to make sure that we're on the same page here that we got the action, right? Okay. And then form mm-hmm. dot submit. Moment of truth. Form submission canceled because the form is not connected. <laughs> So it's probably got to be mounted onto the page. What does connected mean? I'm sure that just means that that it's like ephemeral, like it's living in memory, and it's I not. I wonder if you could connect it without actually putting it in the DOM. Like, I wonder if you could just yeah. do like dot .connect. I mean, it's just like the, so the Stack Overflow quick answer is document.body.appendchild form. Um, and then everything else seems to be, yeah, the same thing, so... I don't know, man. <sighs> I don't know. Um, Why browser no good? Wait, really quick. Let's just see if having a button. So if you have a button with type submit, let's just see if that does it. Okay. So this is easy. Form dot inner HTML equals button tag type submit. I'm so familiar with, okay, and then we'll call the submit button. Okay. And then form.outerHTML. We're good. Okay, now form.submit. Still doesn't work. Okay. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. That would be fun, though. But you could append it to the body. You could set its display to none and append it to the body, and that'd probably work. Mm. Yeah, bummer. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. No, I mean, I think you're right. I think, I mean, I think, uh, I think JavaScript in the browser is is puppeteering more low level things that like Chrome's written in in uh, C, right? Like it's it's uh, or C plus plus. I don't know. I don't know what Chrome's written is written. In. Don't ask me. Like I know mm-hmm. things, okay? But let's just say that the JavaScript runtime, the WebKit engine, right? Like what's right. WebKit written in? Not JavaScript. Well. The the JavaScript uh it's V eight. So that's the that's the JavaScript VM that Chrome runs on. Is that right? Yeah. Interesting. I thought that was the Yeah, okay. All right. V eight engine is written in uh-huh. what? Not JavaScript. No. Right? C probably. Yeah, probably C. And that's what Node runs on. Mm-hmm. Um so right. So I'm sure that JavaScript, that C exposes lower level APIs through JavaScript, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. the history API, like push state Mm -hmm. and stuff that didn't always exist, but then they added it and then there has to be a standards thing so that the ECMAScript standard, I'm I'm talking from, I'm half, this is, uh, this is half BS spewing out of my mouth. Um, Well, you, you said I'm sure a lot, so you're safe. Usually when someone says, I'm sure, they mean they're sure. No, but the way you said it was like, yeah, right, probably. Like, yeah, I'm sure that, yeah, yeah it's not like, I'm sure. No, I'm literally positive and I'm never wrong. <laughs> I'm certain. 
Um, yeah. And that I imagine your form thing is just not a, but you're right. You know what? To your point in the last, one of those last podcasts where you were like, how come the API sucks and it was the worst? And I'm like, no, it's actually pretty good. I'm with you, D. Cole. This one, come on. It's not good. Come on. This one's not good. It's not good. Uh, but yeah. Um, so why, we need to back up. Why are you doing native form submissions? So I went down this road pretty hard and, and I don't know if it was the, the best move. What do you think? Why are you doing it? And not Ajaxing. Because uh, I need to navigate the page to a new page where there's a new thing. Don't tell me what to do, Decole. No, I'm telling you what I need to do. <laughs> I know. Um, you need to navigate to a new page. Right. So you could, on the success, you could window.location.href. Right. But I need to pass things along with me to the new page. What do you mean? Flash I need stuff data. or what do you... What do I need you? data to go with me to the new page. Where's it going? To a new page. Can it go in like, the success uh, method? How, how is it getting into the new page? Okay. So, for example, let's say I need to... Uh, so, example, example, example. Um, so, I need to get to... I need to go from the booking page where I select, like, my time slot and all of that other stuff. Yeah. To the checkout page where I do payments. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I need to pass along what time slot. Uh, I need to pass along all of the information about the thing that I'm paying for to the checkout page. Yeah. So that's the stuff I'm talking about. And how are you doing it right now? I'm passing it up to Laravel with my post request. Okay. And then Laravel is redirecting me to the checkout page with that stuff in session. Ah, so flash data. Uh, yes. Okay, so if they refresh the page, it disappears? Uh, no, I'm not doing... Th- see, this is why I didn't agree to Flash data the first time you said it. Not really Flash data. <laughs> I got you. Uh, the session, because Flash I'll is ephemeral. I'll expose you for the fraud you are. <laughs> I'm actually just setting it on the session, which is not ephemeral like Flash. Right. <laughs> so it persists. Were you insulted that I suggested you would... Well, I, 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 felt, oh, listen, I, t- I felt taken for a ride. Um, honestly, if I'm being honest, I felt like you said flash data and I didn't want to go down the whole road of explaining the differences between what I was doing in flash data. So I just said, yeah, yeah, sure. You hesitated Um, to say yes. And I persisted. And then you, you stabbed me with the one hole in me doing that, you know? That is so funny to it's, me. It's like if someone, it's like if someone comes up on the, to you, like on the street and it's like, Hey, do you have a second to talk about the environment? And you're like, oh, no, I'm actually headed somewhere. And they're like, oh, don't worry, I'll walk with you. Yeah, right. And you're like, no, no, no. Like, I was politely lying to you to get out of this situation, and you called me on it. So, no, I'm not using Flash data. I'm using this session, but I'm not using Flash. Yeah. So, it's persisting across multiple requests. All right, I smell you. So, you could, uh, let's see, you do the Ajax request. You submit uh-huh. the stuff. The back end puts it in, in the session. Mm-hmm. And it returns to you a Wait. success message. Uh-huh. And but now it's not in the session. It's still in the session, right? No. Why not? Sessions are in the back end. It's just, it's just in there. So I, ju- I just need to update my session key, I guess. It should work the same. I mean, you're setting something in the session in the back end, right? 
Let's say you set the session driver. Right, but aren't session keys unique after each request? They change. No. On each request. No. Yeah. The session yeah. lives. You could no, set your session driver to the flash flash session, but just a session. No, it's the same session. There's not multiple sessions. What are we, <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> So, you got your session. We're talking like Laravel, like session facade. Yeah, yeah. Or even better, the session helper method. Yeah. I don't helper method me. I said facade to give you the benefit of the doubt. And now you got the one hole in my session facade. You stabbed me in the one hole like I was suggesting I wouldn't use the session helper. You son of a pig. Oh, decoy. Oh, man. You need to back off. Listen, I don't like this aggressive energy I'm getting here. All right, sorry, like, I was I'm trying sorry. to have a civil discourse about sea lions. Oh no, do not bring the sea lions into this. Um. Uh, so wait. So wait. Okay. Get, so okay. the way that the session is persisted. Yeah. I I R C. Yeah. Is that Laravel sets it in like a meta tag, right? No. No? No, you are mistaken, my friend. I'm mistaken. How does Laravel know what session I'm in? It it, it uses the Laravel session cookie. Cookie. Sorry, not meta tag. Cookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so there's a session cookie. And the value of that session cookie is something. Yep. But isn't that reset on every request to a new value? No. No? Hold on Same a second. Value? Hold on a second here. Hold on our horses. Let's step mm-hmm. back a minute. In my mind, forget about even knowledge of the Laravel uh-huh. session cookie. Okay. So PHP, you have the session magic variable that you can uh-huh. set stuff on. Mm-hmm. And it'll work across requests. Mm-hmm. You know? Straight up, like in the back end. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it's not just in the back end. Yeah, it is. So, so okay, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm going to give you a chance to right. explain this to me. I'm going to give you a chance. To, so, where in the back end is that data stored? So, that's a great question. We, it's not. It's not stored in the back end. It's stored <laughs> in a cookie, and then the user sends it up and says, "Here's my session. This is what session I am." Yeah, with the request. Right. So, I think that's a Laravel thing. You know what? Dude, you're talking to the wrong guy. You're talking to the wrong guy. We're both equally. You're, but you're you're my guy. No, like, you can't be the wrong guy. You're the guy. So you're my guy. Let's let's is, just you're the guy see. I talk to. Let's we, have, just, we have an internet podcast. <laughs> we do. All right. So you're in a Laravel app, okay? I am. Yep. You go to the the network tab, or what's it? We go to sources. How do we find the cookies? Uh, application. Application. We're looking at our cookies. Okay. Yep. And there we go. We have the XSRF token, mm-hmm. and then we have the Laravel session. Mm-hmm. And this thing is okay. So we got the Laravel session, and mm-hmm. it's uh, it's decently big, but it's not that big. I'm gonna tinker in, and I'm gonna see if we can just decrypt this string. Okay. So I don't know. That didn't work. Anyway. Um, Okay, it did decrypt, 
to nothing. <laughs> Maybe it's a session ID. Who the heck knows? I think this is my best assumption, just so that everybody knows that we're not speaking authoritatively. Uh-huh. My, my assumption was PHP has some magic in-memory thing that is the session. And you can write to it with the magic in memory. session. Money sign underscore session. Yes. That is in my... In memory. Yeah. In memory or... Yeah. What What if you have a lot of users? You run out of memory. If you write to the session a bunch, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. So so does every user who visits my site just get to store something in the memory f- indefinitely? Um, no, not if you, if, if you have something that, yeah, if, if each one, if you write to the session for each user, okay, a session is a way mm-hmm. to store information to be used across multiple pages. Unlike a cookie, the information is not stored on the user's computer. Really? Right. So where is it stored? It's stored on the server. No doubt. It knows that you start, where? right. Okay. It knows when you start the application, and when you end, but on the internet, there's one problem. The web server does not know who you are and what you do because the HTTP address doesn't maintain state. Right. Session yes. variables solve this problem by storing user information to be used across multiple pages. By yes. default, session variables last until the user closes the browser. Interesting. So session How variables... How does it know I closed the browser? Right. So session variables hold information about one single user and are available to all pages in one application. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So session underscore start, right, that PHP function. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how it started. And then you set it with that money underscore session stuff. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, right. Then you can just interact with the session. How does it know? How does, where does it live? Right. How does, okay. How, do I, the, how, how does do it I work? How does it know it's to me? connect to this sessions database that exists? Most sessions set a user key on the user's computer that looks something yes. like this. And then it's a key. Right. Check. Then when a session is opened on another page, it scans the computer for a user key. What do you mean? Right. Okay, <laughs> just, yeah. So it gets the key. It gets the key. If there uh-huh. is a match, it accesses that session. If not, it starts a new session. What do you mean accesses that session? Interesting. So do you mean like opens Redis and fi- like where's is it stored in Redis? Is it stored in SQLite? Is it stored in a MySQL database I didn't know existed on my server? Yeah. Right. I mean, like, where does this li- memcached? <laughs> right. Okay. So by default, session storage. PHP default session storage. In P- okay, by default, session data is stored in files on the server. Each file is named after a cookie that is stored on like the client temp computer. Files? Yeah, the session cookie presumably survives in the client side until all windows of the browser are closed. Hilarious. Yeah, interesting. So where? So people are asking on Stack Overflow, where does the session save? I mean, I'm acting like they're an idiot. We're asking the same exact question. Wow, I did not know you could do this. Um, so the session data you read and write using underscore session, right? Uh-huh. Cannot be accessed from outside. Um, uh-huh. Okay, it's stored on the server side, usually in text files in a temporary directory. Uh-huh. Right. And then the session ID and the cookie, if you delete the cookie, the connection is lost. The session.save path variable influences the location on the server where the session data is stored. If you're not the server's administrator, it is usually not necessary to change it. And you can set that in the php.ini. Don't tell me what I can't do in the php.ini. <laughs> If cookies are disabled, the session ID is appended to all page requests. Okay. Okay. So, all right. So the cookie is an identification cookie, and that matches my understanding. And so maybe, maybe this is how they prevent session hijacking Mm -hmm. in Laravel by session hijacking is prevented by encrypting the The key. Yeah. And then, but how would that... How would a user not be able to... And so you would have to pass a unique session 
every time. Oh, you'd have to pass a unique right. session key every time because the CSRF token has to match the session key. Is that right? Oh, I don't know if it's the, exactly the same, but it's basically the, that right idea, because right? a get that request doesn't need a CSRF token. There's no reusable keys. Interesting. So, how does Laravel? You know what? We just got to do a good old sort. Yeah, that's how Taylor says it. Isn't that funny? I think he's turned it around. That he mispronounces Laravel. <laughs> no, 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 he doesn't anymore, though. You sure? Yeah, I just was listen- I listened to three episodes of the Laravel snippet today. Oh, really? He says the Laravel snippet. He doesn't say the Laravel snippet. Right, but what if he says it just in isolation? Like, in Laravel, in, the- in Laravel, I bet he says it wrong still. You can take the Who Arkansas knows? out of a... You can take, you can take the, the man out but of... You, you didn't even take the boy out of the Arkansas. He's still there. Yeah, I know. You can take the Narnia out the boy. Or you can take the boy out the Narnia. But you can't take the Narnia out the boy. Truth. Johnny Taylor Otwell. So, Sessions. Yeah, that's something. Narnia. Yeah. Um, You and I have stumbled upon something really fundamental to Laravel that we totally have no clue how it works. I know. This is that thing. Isn't that beautiful? It is. It's so rare that we, like, that we run across something where neither of us has any clue where it works, (laughs) how it works. I mean, we kind of know how it works. You knew how it worked better than I did. I don't know. I think this is the thing that people think, I think this is the thing, people think the the app key in your .env Mm -hmm. file is used what do people think is used for they think it's used for something it's not and i think it's i think it's like main purpose is session hijacking i could be wrong on that but that's what i'm thinking i bet yeah i bet that here's my best guess just because we're betting here just because i'm a betting man are we betting we're betting what are we betting i'm betting that normal php sets a cookie that's an id and all mm-hmm. the session stuff's all hooked up mm-hmm. i'm guessing that laravel encrypts that session key Using Laravel encryption, which uses your app key. And then go on with your bad self. And I'm guessing that it decrypts that to hook up the session on each request. The thing that doesn't make sense to me is how come I can't just copy your session cookie? How how come I can't steal your Laravel session cookie? Because it's different. No, no. Which is the same reason that our Ajax thing wouldn't work unless I changed the session. So you have a window open Uh with an app, a Laravel app. Uh huh. I I walk into your office, I kill you, mm-hmm. and I use your hand, your bloody hands on the keyboard and mouse mm-hmm. so I don't leave fingerprints, mm-hmm. and I, I double-click or I command something I to get open Chrome DevTools, mm-hmm. and I get to the cookie, and I look at the string, and I copy it, and then mm-hmm. I text it to myself, mm-hmm. and then I put it inside. I load up the app on my computer. And I mm-hmm. and I set my cookie to that value on the app, mm-hmm. and then I refresh the page. Yes. Why am I not authenticated as you? I think you are. I think I'm not. I think you are. I don't think I am. The way that you, no, you are. The problem is, I'm now deauthed because only one of us will get the next session cookie. So you can't uh, sidejack, which is what people used to do. Um, sidejacking was when we're both authenticated because like we hit one session cookie and then we diverged, okay. but both of our sessions were legit. Right. I think the deal is, and I'm totally talking about out of my butt here, but I think 
uh, only like only one shall pass from here on out, right? Like we we talked How, about this with Livewire at right. one point. I know. I when I looked into some of this stuff with Livewire, I I got into a little bit of it. But how would sidejacking work? So, all right. So in this scenario, I kill you. I mm-hmm. take I take your key. I take your land. I take mm-hmm. your home. Mm-hmm. But most importantly, I have your session cookie value. Are you taking my flock? <laughs> I take your flock. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I take it and I put it in my incognito window mm-hmm. and I add the cookie and I yes. load you up and I'm authenticated. Now tell yes. me, how does Laravel... Know? Now you refresh your page and you're telling uh-huh. me that now you're unauthenticated because you came back to life or your wife came and find, found you and wanted to steal your stuff too. I don't know. Yeah, sure, whatever. Um, <laughs> Let's get the story know. straight before we move on. I think my theory is uh, that the session keys are based on something. On what? I don't know. I don't know how this works, Caleb. But I would assume that if you wanted to... I mean, the real answer is HTTPS is how you stop session hijacking, right? Like, I know for sure that the reason people say use HTTPS everywhere is to stop session hijacking. Interesting. So let's, if I had to be a guessing man, because this whole episode is just a couple of schmucks talking about guessing. stuff we don't know. Guessing about. how the stuff they do professionally works. I guess. So HTTP. So back in my day, when I installed Backtrack or whatever that Linux distro is that... Um, yeah, Kali. Kali, yeah. But I think it was it was Backtrack before. It was Backtrack before. And it, it had Kali, that yeah. sick Dragon desktop. Oh, yeah. You know oh, yeah. that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. You and I, dude. We should we mm-hmm. should start a podcast. We should. Sweetest desktop background of all time. Very sick. I got into it just because... 640 by 480. What's good? <laughs> it had to be bigger than that. Yeah. Uh, 1280 by 768. Yeah. Okay. Or 1024 by 768. So, dopest background ever. Install Backtrack on a machine, and it comes with Kane and Abel. Oh, yeah. And so I used... And John the Ripper. I never used that. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> and... Aircrack NG. Yeah, Aircrack NG and Wire Shark or something. Wire Shark. Yeah. And Edder Cap. Yeah. So, and I can only use one program. The only program I ever got to use in a sensible way, like anything that mm-hmm. I could actually do anything with, was Kane, I think. Mm-hmm. And basically, something. And mm-hmm. I could basically just hit record and sniff packets and it would put them together for me. And I could literally, in plain text, see passwords that people in, in the house were typing in on Wi Fi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you were on HTTPS, you would get a warning while I was sniffing, while I was mm-hmm. hijacking or whatever. You would get a warning. I'm just clicking buttons and looking at guys on the internet. You would get a mm-hmm. warning that's like, it's that HTTPS warning that's like, a warning, not secure, your session's not secure or something. And right. you just go, oh, continue anyway, because it's just an anomaly and nobody's actually trying to steal my crap. But right. So I could do that. So, But if it was HTTPS, I had no, there was no possibility of me doing that. So... I'm just guessing that the HTTPS that by you telling me HTTPS prevents session hijacking, I'm thinking, okay, it does that because I can't make sense out of the packets I sniff, which might have the cookies in them. Yeah. Which has the session key in it, which has a session key in it. Right. Right. So what I'm saying is like, I think the reason HTTPS present prevents sidejacking 
is because you don't have access to the session keys. Right. But it wouldn't prevent me from cutting you in the throat mm-hmm. and and then taking your key and texting it to myself and then logging in. Right. It. By doing that, you have HTTPS circumvented or... HTTPS. Right. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to be clear on that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. So we have the key. What about this? Mm-hmm. The CSRF token is in, it's in a cookie. Mm-hmm. So CSRF, how does CSRF uh, work? It's a token and it's new every session. It's new. Or every, it's every, it's every, new request. every request, right? Yes. And then what does it check for? It's, is it in the session? How, how does it check when it gets back? When you, how do I know that a CSRF token's invalid or not? Uh, I think the way that it works, I think it's a hash of, of some information about the request. What information? I don't know. I'm dumb, Caleb. I'm not that smart. You need to give me answers. There is a... Okay. All right. So verify CSRF token is a mm-hmm. middleware, right? Mm-hmm. And there is a protected property called add HTTP cookie. And it's called mm-hmm. indicates whether the CSRF token cookie should be set on the response. Gotcha. Yes. So that's optional. Um, but let's just take a quick peek here at this here verify CSRF token. I've source dove this before and it's pretty straightforward. Like it's yep. not so handle. You say you check a bunch of things and you check for, Okay. So add cookie to you check for to- tokens match, right? This is where it's at. Get token from request. Okay, we get that. And then is string request session token. All right, so we get the token out of the session. The token is set in the session. Okay? Yes. We get that from the session and we check that hash equals the one that's in the session and the one that's from the request. Okay? So we do that check. And then after all, after everything... Wait, say that again. Say that again. Okay. So basically this verify CSRF token checks that it matches by... It gets a CSRF token passed to the server, right? So if you submit a post request with a CSRF token, it takes yes. that token and it looks up a token in the session. So mm-hmm. there's a helper method on session called token... Mm-hmm. And if we look at what that is, okay, it's called underscore token. That's the key in the session. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's how we determine that they match, right? Mm-hmm. So now we got to know how does it update? So then there's, I don't know, there's add cookie to response or should yeah. add cookie to response. And then, okay, so response headers set cookie and then it does session token. But where this is it... going to be in the Symphony? Stack. No, I don't think so. I bet if you dig into the Symphony HTTP stack, that's where the it's going to end up being. I don't know, man. Maybe. So somewhere right. So somewhere else. Somewhere else, it sets the actual. Somewhere else, it sets the actual token. I. It might just be oh, a random. There's thing. a regenerate token method. Mm-hmm. That's is string random forty. Yep. So where is re- okay? So what what it's doing is so it sets a random string in the session, uh, and then sets that to and then sends that down with the response. And then when it gets something back, it checks that it matches the thing in the session. Yes, and it so if you have both the CSRF token and the session key, you can steal my session. 
Right, but that seems too easy, right? Like, what? But it's not easy to get those things without killing somebody in front of their computer. Right. Uh, but isn't it just as easy to get? Like, why? Why would it matter about getting both? Isn't it just as easy to get the CSRF token as it is to get the uh, the session token? You know what I'm saying? Like, if they're both cookies, if they're both cookies in plain sight, why can't I take mm-hmm. both of them? And then slowed them. Something's missing in the brain and I can't quite figure it out, but somebody should do a source dive on this and uh, teach us all why Laravel is secure. (laughs) Man, someone needs to like explain this to me. I feel like I knew this at one point too, which is what's really disappointing to me. Yeah, I don't know, bro. Something. Session start is there's a method called start and it has this load I just never knew it I never knew it in terms of Laravel but I knew this like as an abstract concept at one point and so I'm trying to like map things that my 14 year old self learned about like internet security onto right why Laravel does things and see if they match up or and I'm not sure like if things have changed or something you know right it's all very confusing so there's cookie session handler, which is that's the default, right? There's like database session handler because you can swap out the session driver. Mm-hmm. So you know what? I don't freaking know, man. I won't. I won't just sit here and source that. I want to. Yeah. But um, okay. Here's well, okay. Now we've got several requests for Twitter. Number one, tell me what the JavaScript API to make post requests is, and tell me how to do it right. Uh, without having to make a fake form and fake friends. Um, and number two, <laughs> no fake friends. Number two, tell me how to uh, understand sessions and X, uh, CSRF. Like, I don't get it. Yeah. So figure it out for me. Tell me about it. Yeah, those would be nice things. There's probably, yeah, people know. You know, I bet Taylor knows. You think? I would guess. That's my best guess. Yeah, probably not. No. Nah. He doesn't know. Yeah, he doesn't know much. He doesn't know much, does he? Uh-uh. Nope. He's all show, that guy. He's all show. Big song and dance, that man. Truth. So, D. Cole. Mm. Um, so, I think I'm going to make Livewire stickerware. I told you about this, right? So, I've heard. So I've What do you heard. think about this? What if, Why don't you what if I make for the listener what a stickerware is? So stickerware, Spotsy's packages are postcardware. If you use Spotsy's packages, yes. you have to send them a postcard. You've done that, right? Everyone listening, I have not. Have you? No. <laughs> uh, according Sorry, to Frake. according to Frake, every year, like he's owed something like twelve million postcards or something <laughs> yeah. crazy like that. You know, we should bring him postcards to Laracon because, like. The whole sending thing is hard for me to do because I have to sit down and do it. Yeah, you know? that's true. That is true. But Maybe could... once we make our fancy stamps for our stickers, <laughs> we can stamp a, a postcard for them. You know what I was thinking we should do? I wrote this huh. down. I think we should make a like spray paint, like a stencil for the No Plants mm-hmm. to Merge logo and bring mm-hmm. a can of black spray paint and the stencil to Laracon. 
and just be and like, white t-shirts. Who's willing? Oh, dude, I was gonna say spray paint people's laptops. <laughs> that's way better. So, Caleb, that's brilliant. When dude, I that's was so good. When I was a younger man, I'm losing my brain. When I was a younger man, how young? Uh, nineteen years old. Okay. Um, I was running for student body president of a school or junior class president of a school. Okay. Um, a college that would later ask me to leave. You were um, a junior when you were 19? I was a sophomore. Okay. But I was running for the next year. Gotcha. Um, and I was running for junior class president and I was running on a protest campaign and I made a stencil of myself. Nice. <laughs> and i spray painted it on t-shirts and it said vote colburn and there's pictures of them and they're awesome and everyone had them um and so yeah i have experience doing this i can do i can do this me and you we're gonna go uh-huh. to laricon we're gonna have a crap ton of white t-shirts and black maybe, spray what if paint? we get black t-shirts and white spray paint more people would wear them or silver spray paint maybe yeah that's fine well white spray paint is pretty cool yeah, and silver is going to get all weird in your laundry. What if we just do white spray paint? They do and make black special shirts. paint for cloth. We should get that. I mean, spray paint works fine. It, it lasts for like twenty or thirty washes, probably. Good enough. Yeah. What do you want from us? We we're should bring cheap. piles of black shirts. Get a stencil, white spray paint, and if you want a shirt, you got to come to. You got to spray paint your own. Are we selling these? Sh- I feel like we should sell these shirts for a nominal amount of money. You think? Like five U.S. dollars. Yeah, that sounds like a good amount of money. But we only accept five dollar bills. <laughs> no change. <laughs> so if you don't have a five, it's twenty. Sorry. I dig it. <laughs> you know, like I think that's what we should do. Let's do it. You're right. Or 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 five mm, bucks. They're two dollars. They're two dollars, but we only accept two dollar bills. Otherwise, they're ten. <laughs> but if you have a two dollar bill, they're that two dollars. Funny. That'd be great. Oh, that's what we should do. I've always wanted a large collection of $2 bills. Dude. Yeah. For one, one of a, a card from my uncle for a wedding gift was, mm-hmm. uh, there was some other cash in there, but there was a crisp $2 bill. Did you include $2 a $2 bill. bill in my wedding thing? Someone did. Someone gave me like 10 $2 bills. No, I don't think that was Not me. I. You gave me silver. No. You gave me silver bullion. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> like, how, how can you go wrong with silver? Am I right? Yeah. No, it was great. You diversified. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, your your uncle. Yeah, he gave me like a crisp two dollar bill, and I was like, "Sweet, that's a sweet wedding gift." Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, somebody, our uh, Hannah's uncle gave us a sack of uh, Sacagawea coins, like those one dollar coins. So they're these gold coins, and we have like a hundred and fifty of these gold coins in the sack. That's awesome. It was, it was really cool. Dude, I had you know like uh you know like happenstance money. Where, like, you happen upon money. Yeah. I had the most buck wild <laughs> happenstance money situation happen Big to money. me the other day. Big money. <laughs> I put on a pair of jeans I hadn't worn in some months that had been on the floor of my closet. Mm-hmm. Like, dirty. Mm-hmm. But, like, not that dirty. Jeans dirty. Yeah, jeans you know? dirty. Yeah. So I pulled them out and I put them on my body because uh, it was a little chilly. Mm-hmm. In my pocket. $185. Damn. And I happened to be going to play poker that night at my buddy's house. 
So I was like, great, this is my like poker money and then some, you know? So I went to play poker at my buddy's house and then I won with free money. Wow. And so it turned into like $365. So now I've got like this free money like wad that I'm like, I think I'm only going to like use it to multiply itself. That's my theory. Yeah, nice. So like this month, this wad of money like was just birthed into the world. I have no clue how it ended up in those pants. Um, and now it's just going to generate more of itself. This is the inverse of the thing you're saying, but it's still mm-hmm. fascinating. It's one of those like cool uh, probability things that are just fun. Yeah. So if you flip a coin, yes. Wait, how many? You. <laughs> What are the chances? So you're going to eventually flip heads, right? Yes. Okay. So let's say. Me and I mean, you. probably. There's, you can't know for sure. But So here's a way to always w- to gamble, but always win. So for yes. the listener who's listening, you're about to get a serious life improvement. Okay. Are you about to tell me that if I spend less, I win twice? No, but that is true. Also, also valuable tidbit. So here's the deal. If you put $50, if you bet $50 mm-hmm. and it's double, you know, mm-hmm. if you win, you gain 50. If you lose, you lose everything. Yes. Okay. So you bet $50 and yes. you lose. Yes. Okay. Now you bet $100. Yes. And you lose. Yes. Now you bet $200. Yes. And you keep doing that. Yes. Until... You win. Right. And when you win, you stop. Right. Yep. The, so the problem is you can't be, you're not bankrolled. Right. This is the gambler's that. fallacy, right? Right. This is the- so here, here's, the, here's the several fallacies. So first of all, anyone booking your action knows about this, right? Like any casino or whoever bookie or whoever is taking these bets knows about this and they're only accepting bets where they have an edge. Yeah. Right. So your uh your percentage chance is uh lower, right? So if even if they do this with you, right? Where they like double yeah. You know, double your money every time. Yeah. If they do this with everyone, right? In the even if they lose 500 million dollars with you, they're going to win 10 10 million dollars with the next guy. Yeah. Right, because the bet that they're making is that you run out of money before your day comes. Right, you know. Right, and that's the thing is like if you're infinitely bankrolled in a perfectly fair game, eventually you can win if you have the discipline to walk away when you're ahead. Right, right. Yeah. Um. So they're betting on either one, this isn't a perfectly fair game. Two, you're not bankrolled enough to keep playing indefinitely, or three, you don't have the discipline to walk away when you're ahead. So. Any of those three things, if any of those three things gives, the house wins. Yeah. Um, and usually it's all of them. <laughs> Not me, man. I'm going to walk in there. Not me. Bottomless pit. Well, you, you, you got the discipline, but but it, you don't have a fair game. You never have a fair game. We, uh, um, we go to the casino somewhat often, mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. And What do you play? What's your game? Uh, so this you, you'll find this really funny. Mm-hmm. We... I've never spent my own money at a casino. Uh huh. We just spend the free money you get at the casino. I didn't even know you got free money. I've never been to a casino. Oh yeah. 
yeah. you get like 10 bucks. Every casino has like a, mem- a new member sign up bonus. Uh-huh. It's $10 and you can't just pull it out. You have to gamble it and then pull out the winnings. Right. So we just like go to different casinos when we're looking for something to do. Black. And yeah, and we just cook, like keep all the receipts. We never... Yeah, so I guess roulette is a perfectly fair game, right? Okay. If you only bet black or red. I don't know how Because that's works. exactly 50-50. Okay, anyway, keep going. No, I mean, that's that's it. So like, and then if depending on how much we win, sometimes we get less than $10. Sometimes, usually we get more. Like, we've walked away with like 60, 70 bucks. And we just go like out to eat on the casino. And uh, nice. it's my little way of being like, I'm actually winning this one. Like, mm-hmm, you're mm-hmm. not. I won't spend mm-hmm. a penny. Mm-hmm. But I will get your free drinks. And I will spend your Yeah, money. they're counting on you. They're counting on you to not be that common. Yep. They're counting on the free drinks to make you walk away from your disciplined stance that you walked in with. Right. Or the fact that we're taking her grandma to the casino and now we can't get free money in any of the casinos because we're on the hit list already yeah Yeah. (laughs) so yeah yep 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 yeah um so decal that's uh that's that's it man that's a good podcast yeah we got to do that t-shirt thing it's got to have a lot of topics so t-shirts stickers dude i think we should just diy all of them so spoiler alert um i'm probably gonna order stickers with Put it in the oh, sticker yeah, yeah. pack. Oh, yeah, yeah. We cut you off before we, you fully finished explaining what sticker wear was. I think we talked about this. I don't know. Spotsy's postcard we, wear. We have. Spotsy's postcard wear. You use their so open source you packages. Can... You send them a postcard. Yes. I'm thinking I make sticker wear where I put it like mm-hmm. prominently, like at the top of LiveWire's README and maybe even on the docs. Be like. Yes. If you're using LiveWire, you're obligated to top. buy a sticker pack from me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like. You should be ashamed of yourself if you haven't purchased a sticker pack. Yeah. And they're like 15 bucks or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's that. You should, um, you should make a sticker. So whatever your sticker packs cost, right? They're like five, 10 bucks. The cost to me? No, to sell. Whatever you're selling them for. I'm going to sell them for 15, I think. 15 bucks. Okay. For 15 so stickers should... in a pack. Oh, 15 stickers in a pack. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you sell your packs for 15 stickers in a pack, but you should sell another sticker. That's just one sticker that just says soft, uh, free software thief makes good. And you should sell that one for 50 bucks. <laughs> and it's for the people who get caught using Livewire without buying a sticker and their friends shame them into buying like a penance <laughs> sticker. That's great. And yeah, that's what you should do. That's funny. So then you're uh, you're incentivized to buy the fifteen dollars sticker packs early because a it's a better value. You get more stickers for less money, right? But b you don't want to end up buying that fifty dollars sticker <laughs> when when your buddy shames you because you're you're using LiveWire without l- licensing it by buying stickers. Yep, I dig it. But dude, I'll say it again, and I'll say it again. I'm pumped about that t-shirt idea. We got to do it. I think it. it's a really good one. We I think got to really bring one. a can of spray paint, a couple of them. Mm-hmm. A couple of them. We can't fly with those though, can we? No, we'll have to buy them in New yeah, York. Yeah, we'll buy them in New York. Not a big deal. They probably make it hard to buy spray paint in New York. Probably I do. Guess. Might have to buy it in Jersey. <laughs> Jay-Z. Jay-Z. Um, all right, we'll figure that out. And uh, yeah, and then we're coming to Laracon 
and we're selling t-shirts and we'll spray paint them there like you'll pay us yeah we'll spray paint and then hand it to you we'll like but post we up outside. Them inside outside yeah outside yeah in times square we'll be in times square we'll just be sitting there like in times square spray painting t-shirts yes it's gonna be sick that's so dope i know we gotta get like milk crates i'm in you know because like you have to lay it on something flat yeah to spray yeah paint definitely on. i'm sure there's so, no shortage of random milk crates on times square sidewalk <laughs> i think yeah this is gonna be excellent i do too it's exciting excellent i need to really oil up these springs in this arm you hearing that yeah when i just the mic it's like was that you or the mic just just now yeah what's that who can say right who can say uh can i hype a bunch of things random quick dude hype so many things so the sticker packs coming livewire hyphen framework.com is out i'm gonna tweet it tomorrow whoa yeah it's out you can check it out um, i'm checking it out as we speak it's not anything crazy exciting it's just a cool landing page and then the docs but um like you still can't use livewire but but you can if you, if you want to use livewire in production or something i need people to work out bugs you know i need i need people yeah. who are gonna like hook it up with help not not the jokers who are just looking Caleb, to... is your top your top section yeah of livewire-framework.com mm-hmm. is it narrower than the bottom section yeah it's weird. Don't tell me. It's weird me. It's out. weird. Most it's people can't out. see them both at the same time. I got a big screen with a lot of resolution. Yeah, I like it. I don't like okay. wide text. Whoa, dude! You made this character so good looking. You like that? The, the reflection on the goggles. Yeah, right. On the snorkel. I was pumped. Oh man! I was like, this is so sick. You've got stickers for this guy, right? I did. I added him to the sticker pack. Oh please, God, give me one sweet does he bob he bobs oh my god caleb nice that's so good dude sweet that's like one of that he's so much better with that snorkel on i know you should just replace him in the i logo thought about it because it would be kind of cool it's so much better right like jellyfish need yeah. snorkels duh to breathe underwater duh. yeah because they don't duh, yeah duh no gills because <laughs> jellyfish no gills. <laughs> why brows are bad why jellyfish no have kill <laughs> <laughs> so there's livewire-framework.com you go there put your email in just do it and then there's a sticker Whoa, pack Caleb, what hold on what here's you, a here's got? a yo what i'm what do you think i'm observing right now uh something bad or good what major come up in the life of caleb porzia do you think i'm observing right now do I know about it? Oh, you know about it. You have gotten... You have leveled up. With what? Um, I'm looking... What do you think? Is it... I'm looking at, it's, at the at the website. What do you think? What do you think I'm seeing that tells me that you have leveled up? I have no clue. Powered by ConvertKit. <laughs> someone someone has updated yeah from being a, a mere mail chimper i still am a mere mail chimper i've been on support on convert kit today yeah. it's it's not easy it's not it's as not easy, easy as i thought it'd be i was like oh yeah. well, i'll be sailing you did it gl- you did it though yeah i'm doing it i'm in the process of it yeah you're mid do they Ooh, th- built with jig jigsaw built with jigsaw yep look at that 
what's his name? Nathan Barry, the guy who made ConvertKit. Oh, yeah. I've been listening to his stuff, and mm-hmm. it's very interesting. We should have a talk about him sometime, about that whole world, you know? Yeah. That whole email marketing world. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some criticisms and some, I mean, I'm, I'm, I dig it, but I also, you know, I, you would be a fun person to talk to about it. Um, yeah. So, so that's that. Yes, I did level up to ConvertKit, but I haven't actually sent anything with ConvertKit yet, but so awesome. Yeah. So stickers, live wire hyphen framework, and I can't think, oh, and, uh, code mentoring. I'm doing some mentorships now and it's going super well. Um, I think, and, uh, I guess the people who I mentor are listening to this podcast. So, uh, so, so, so yeah, ask them. So ask them if, if mentoring with Caleb was a bad investment, tweet it. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, it's pretty great. Like, I, I think, I think it's pretty valuable. Like for people, um, for, we're doing like two hours a week and mm-hmm. you know, I, I really like, I dig into the app enough to be able to. I mean, one, it's the benefit of just an outsider taking an outsider's approach into your app and saying, like, here's some areas that, you know, you need to, yep. we need to really settle up. And then I can, I can on. make assessments and say, now you go do this as your homework instead of, you know, I'm not contracting and doing work for them. I'm sort yep. of, you know, just so anyway, it's cool. So whatever, whatever skill level you are, whatever, um, if you're interested, hit me up and we could, uh, we could be mentor, mentee, partners um okay awesome ursome ursum all right decolk dude good podcast i feel like we got real in the weeds this one this this one should be interesting do you think the parts where i was like going off and like looking at stuff and typing stuff are those were those boring for the listener you think i think they're good yeah yeah because you were like digging me out of a hole okay well because you, know? you weren't dig- that's good if we were both in our browsers looking at stuff that yeah. would suck for the listener if yeah. your experience the same amount of suck that they're experiencing it, it felt no but it was like pairing where like you're the navigator and i was the coder right 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 like you were doing the research and providing yeah. me with data so uh what while the listener has l- keeping their list of things to tweet at us add this mm-hmm. to the bottom of the list if you did not like that section you tweet at me right now you hear yeah you tell us i'll tell you oh all right all right buddy let's let's cut it it's a, cut it's it. a late night cue one. outro music now go bum, bum, bum. <laughs> all right stopping the recording